0: Hello, my name is Lauren Patterson, your host and guiding light to self-love. I am the author of Amazon bestseller, Freeing Your Heart for Love, and founder of a nonprofit to help people challenged with abuse and depression. The intention of this podcast show is to inspire and encourage you through my experiences and those of my guests that you can discover self-love and true happiness for yourself. My guest today is Vitell. Vitell is an award-winning actress and a humanitarian, currently on book tour with her poetic memoir, I Am. The one-woman show Nine Lives, which accompanies the book, is one of the many stage productions you can experience from the writer-producer as well. She wears many hats, but her message of healing from trauma remains throughout her work. Hi Vitell. Hey. Hey, girl, how you doing? <laughs> I'm great. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you. I'm so You're excited speaking. for this talk, and I'm so glad you showed up to love today. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me. So, Vitel, what inspired you to be an entertainer, and what was your first memorable experience in the industry? Um, so I've actually been an entertainer since birth, probably. I think I came out of the womb
1: entertaining. <laughs> but, no, but no, seriously, I really can't remember, um, how far back this started. I do remember, um, being jealous of the television. I wrote a poem about it. That's in my book mm. called TV. Um, and I remember, you know, the, the tube getting my mom's attention more often than I did. So I remember as a child it being in my mind that if I was on there, she would be paying attention to me, that mm. kind of feeling. So I, I kind of remember that um, being one of the things that sparked my passion, but I've just always done this and then you know throughout school and church being in plays and just having a passion for acting it just grew from there to writing and and just everything else so my first um probably most memorable turning point moment for me strangely enough is when I was working with Tyler Perry and I had been working working with him for a while but I didn't really expect him to know who I was. And mm-hmm. we were in a scene um, where I was playing Dandy Newton stand in and someone else was playing Tyler Perry stand in. Well, they're in the scene together. So Tyler Perry stand in gets up and walks out. Tyler Perry comes and sits down in front of me. He's like, oh, hey, Vitel. As if we were just long lost buddies. <laughs> and, like, and I just looked around, like trying to see, was he actually talking to me? I guess I'm the only guy in the room here. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a huge moment for me because it just was a reminder that, you know, even when you, see people as like above you in some ways and and Mm -hmm. you think they don't notice you he he noticed me and he knew exactly who I was and even how to pronounce my name because people don't ever pronounce it right the first time you know
0: so just a reminder
1: you know people know who you are and that's a big moment for me in my life
0: You know, it's funny you mentioned Tyler Perry. And I hope he listens to this podcast. So Tyler, if you're listening, (laughs) um, listen clearly right now. (laughs) Because um, one of the reasons like when I first met you, I saw that you were a Tyler Perry actress. Mm -hmm. And before I even met you, when I wrote my book, Tyler Perry was the first person that popped in my head because I've always been a huge fan of his Mm -hmm. all his movies everything he's about when he launched his production company in Atlanta Mm -hmm. like I just follow him like I'm not a stalker (laughs) (laughs) but I just love everything he's about I love his spirit I love his soul and when I saw that you're a Tyler Perry actress I'm like oh my god I instantly fell in love with you and then as I got to know you because I knew that whoever was associated with him had to be good peeps right so I was like And I've just – I've never shared this with you. I'm just sharing it with you now because I've always – always loved Tyler Perry. And I was just like, well, you shared Tyler Perry. I'm like, oh my God, is she reading my mind? (laughs) Right, right. The thing that made me a huge fan of
1: his is just knowing that he started from the bottom and and going to where he was and being able to follow that journey. So I guess you call me a stalker too, because (laughs) I definitely have followed that journey and being out in the streets and feeding homeless people who, Mm -hmm. you know, in the same homeless shelter that Tyler Perry used to stay at, he wouldn't even stay in the shelter because he's like me. He he didn't like the being in the shelters, So he would actually stay in his van parked outside of the shelters. And I'm out here feeding people and, and doing things at these shelters that Tyler Perry was just here and now he's there. That's how quickly your life can change and take a complete turnaround. And so that's, what's always made me admire him and look up to him, um, as a, as an entertainer is that progress
0: Yeah. And I think I even cried when, um, the reasoning behind why he built his production studio where he built it. Like, Mm. I actually, you're going to laugh at me probably, but Mm. I applied for a job. No. (laughs) At his studios. That's awesome. Oh, that's so cool. I like. I'm gonna get in there. I'm gonna meet him. If I have to get a job, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> They never Absolutely. called me, but I applied to to manage the facility. Hey,
1: you never know, girl. It can turn around so, so quick.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just had to share that with you. I was, my spirit was calling me to share it with you I here live on the podcast. <laughs> I love it. Um, but I love that. And speaking of the homeless, so I know that you started a nonprofit in 2010, mm-hmm. the Feed the Homeless Tour. Mm-hmm. What inspired you to start that and what is that about?
1: Well, originally it was just, um, out of curiosity. Like I would see homeless people on the side of the road, like anybody else. And just, I just empathize with people. Well, so I just wondered Mm -hmm. like, why is that person in that situation? What's their story? And one day I just pulled over and asked the guy and I'll never forget his name is Gary. Um, he told me his whole story and how he was a veteran. He'd fought in wars and his kids had disowned him, and he started drinking and all of this different stuff. It's like, wow, like that's just a regular story. That's a regular person. I expected something dramatic or, or something. You know, just abnormal because we see these people every day and we don't know what their story is, but their story is just as similar as our own, you know? So yeah. um, just that curiosity. And then um, I, I took him to get groceries and then he showed me uh, what a tent city was, took me back into their tent city to show me like, this is where we sleep at night. We look out for each other. It was just like a whole community it just opened my eyes to something I'd never seen before or understood. So I was just amazed. And I guess that just kind of lit a fire in me. And from then on, I was constantly trying to figure out, well, what, do people need because each individual's situation and story is completely different. And so mm-hmm. um, I would just, I would just find out. And so it, it actually went from the feed, the homeless tour to the homeless tour, just the homeless tour, because we started off feeding people. Obviously food was a dire need. And the first thing you'd think of, but then there was so many more needs from people homeless on the streets with children that needed diapers and formula and socks and shoes and, Uniforms to wear to interviews. And it was just like the needs just kept going. So as we learned those needs, um, it grew, uh, vol- volunteers came left and right. We would feed the homeless out in Atlanta, Georgia every single Monday, um, oh, wow. so that they could actually know where to find us each week. Um, but then in between that, we continued to do just anything we could for whoever we could. Um, and it just grew to we were just providing We actually got people off the streets, you know, helping people get Mm -hmm. jobs and and into rooms and whatever it was that they needed. So, yeah, that's where it came from. That is
0: so inspiring. And I I knew about that, but I never really heard like how you started it and everything. So that's amazing.
1: Yeah, that's that's how it started. But then during the process of doing that work, I actually ended up homeless myself. So rather than that stopping me. It kind of mm-hmm. drove me even harder and made it more personal, made me yeah. even more passionate about the cause because I knew firsthand at that point what was needed and me thinking I could just go right into one of these organizations and get some help. That was not the case. I went to so many different organizations whose names I will not mention, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but, you know, the ones that you just assume are going to help if you end up in this situation and they would not and could not. And most of it was because I was just a part of a regular family. I was married with children at the time. I wasn't an alcoholic. I wasn't being abused at that time. I wasn't Mm -hmm. like there was nothing that qualified me Mm -hmm. except that I was homeless and that wasn't enough. And so just that made me, you know, anytime I see bullies or <laughs> something that's an injustice in this world uh, that mm-hmm. philanthropist in me just gets stirred up and I want to fix it and that that's what really made me go hard for the homeless tour because I was like this is not right and people don't know that this is happening until they're in that situation themselves, wow. which is where I was I didn't, at.
0: I didn't know that either. I didn't yeah. know that there's no help if you don't have any of those other things. Yeah, it
1: was very, it was very mm-hmm. difficult to find. And I probably got more assistance from like local places who don't have the advertising dollars. So they're harder to find um, unless yeah. it's just a word of mouth thing. But like the bigger mm-hmm. places who we all know about and we would think to call those if we're in that situation. Their, most of their money goes to advertising dollars, and that's why we know wow. of them. But wow. when it comes to actually being out there helping the people, it was the smaller organizations who weren't getting that much funding that were really out there trying to help, including us at that time. So
0: Wow. And you know. and we'll talk about Nine Lives, but I, I did see a little part in your trailer of mm-hmm. the girl that was talking to somebody yeah. and so that re- really resonated with uh-huh. me um but yeah thank you for sharing that so let's talk about your book because i know you have a book called i am a poetic ensemble uh-huh. um can you share what this book is about and how it w- it's helping others right now
1: Absolutely. So, I am is a story of my life. It's a memoir, but it's written in poetry format. So, that makes it very unique. Um, and it also is a self help book. I have this thing with multitasking. I don't know how to just do one thing at a time. So, so my book is even a multitask in itself. It is a memoir, <laughs> book of poetry, and a self help book all in one. Um, it's a story of my life. I've been through a lot of traumas over my 30s. Six years of existence. And, um, and so I, I share my story in hopes to help other people, um, who are going through similar situations or have gone through and are still dealing with the remnants of trauma, um, and the results of those traumas that they've gone through that still may be holding them back, uh, just to overcome and heal from those things. Just basically being that person that I needed when I was in those situations, and being able to reach back and pull someone else out—you know—a little faster than maybe I was able to, because because mm-hmm. um, I learned the hard way in a lot of instances. So that's what the book is all about. Um, it's all about the message, uh, because we've all been through something. I have been through more somethings than I'd like to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, think, but, um, it's like, you know, sometimes you wonder like, God, why would you allow all of these things to happen to me? Can I just get one traumatic experience or just a couple like normal people? But then, you know, looking back on it, I'm like, you know what? Every single thing, every single thing I ever went through happened for a reason. And so I'm able to help people. And when I come across somebody who's dealing with something and I'm immediately, it resonates with me. And I'm like, wow, I went through that. So I can help this person. If I hadn't have gone through that, I wouldn't be able to help them right now. Mm -hmm. So that's what it's all about.
0: And that right there is, is similar to my journey too, because Uh I, for the 29 years that I had to go through everything I went through Uh from a very young age too, you know, it was just like, I was always, why me? Like, why, why does, why does this happen to me? I have such a big heart, you know, like, Like, I was like you, like, why does this keep, why can't I just have one experience? I need Uh to keep going through this over and over. But now looking back, I'm like, no wonder why. It's because like, we wouldn't know how to help others Uh if we didn't go through that. And now when people share what they're going through, I always can respond with an experience. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been through so much. Uh Exactly. So I love that. Yeah. Your book is amazing. And you have a new You revised it, right? You have a new cover?
1: Yes. I changed the cover and just a couple of tiny edits throughout. Um one of the things is that when I published my book I was in Austin and uh I'm no longer in Austin. (laughs) Got my name (laughs) back. Uh so I am trying to just brand Vital on everything, just the first name, that's all that's needed and necessary. But you know, that's a part of my journey too. Even going through divorce, um, I started to not Published the book, um, at first, cause I wasn't sure, you know, where life was gonna take me, but even in publishing that and, I was like, this is part of the testimony too. People will see, yeah, I was Austin. And now here's the revised healed version who mm-hmm. is now just Vital. That's, that's me, just yeah. one name. And, yeah. and they know that journey. And if they read the book, then they understand, you know, that process that I went through even to, to get that last name gone. <laughs> so it's all part of the testimony.
0: Oh, I I was so happy when I was able to get my name back <laughs> <laughs> Right. So you understand. <laughs> oh, totally. And I and I fought my husband now. Patterson mm-hmm. is my last name, but mm-hmm. I hyphenated it because right. I want to be my own person. All I right. want my own identity. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy when I finally got like my name back. Right. I was like, Yes, I have my own identity mm-hmm. and I was never gonna let it go. So now, All you right. know, once in a while my husband will be like Your last name's Patterson. I'm like, it's Babalta Patterson. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I was a Babalta before I was anybody. So, (laughs) right. (laughs) And he's all good with it. But sometimes we'll go to a restaurant and he's like, is it under Babalta or is it under Patterson?
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm really, I really am considering like, how do you go about changing your name to where, you know, like Prince did, you know, like literally legally change my name? I just want just one name. That's it. I don't want, I don't even. Want anyone's last name? Not even my my family and my heritage. Like I don't yeah. even want their last name on me.
0: Oh yeah, because I thought your your video was was making me laugh. Your live when you're like, it's just my tail. It's just my tail. Right. It's just my tail. <laughs>
1: That's it. <laughs>
0: Oh, you're so cute. Okay, so let's talk about us three, because I'm really excited for um, what you're going to share with everyone is in 2022, you founded us three productions. Mm -hmm. So what is your mission and your goal? And you have a show coming up nine lives. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, there's a lot going on with that. So, It's funny to hear you say in 2022, because the thing is, I've been doing this work for so long. I just officially decided in 2022 to go ahead and let me make this legal. Let me put it. In paperwork, yes. let me go off of, you know, what the what this country requires in order for you to be um, considered and looked upon as an official business and official production company. But even prior to that time, um, I did my first show was the face of homeless and. Um, And that was about what we've, what we've already discussed as far as my story and being homeless and shedding light on that situation. Mm -hmm. And then the next one that came up was Nine Lives, which is coming up again here soon in Atlanta, coming up next month. Yeah. So that one is a one woman show and it's based off of my book, I Am. Um, and it just basically breaks down the test, the testimony that I have, the various um, traumatic experiences that I've been through, it breaks them down into nine different characters. So each character takes on one of those circumstances or situations and depicts what that was like for them from their point of view. So I needed nine different people um, to even share my story. Mm-hmm. I probably could have used a lot more of them, but I felt like nine lives, you know, cat, it kind of had like a little pun under there. So, so I went yeah. with nine, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm definitely not limited to nine traumas, but, yeah, but yeah right. so that's, that's what the show does. It, it, um, it depicts those different traumas and overall us three productions. Um, the thing that makes us unique from any other production company is that we do a combination again with the multitasking. I never just do a movie or just do a play or just mm-hmm. do a book. It's always. All of them together. So when you come to an us three productions, and this is what I want people to understand as, as it becomes known throughout the land, um, Mm -hmm. is that you're gonna, you, you're gonna come, you're not gonna know what to expect. It's like, is it a play? Is it a movie? It's actually both. So you're going to see film inside of it that that was pre-filmed. And you're also going to get a live experience. You're going to get interaction with the audience. You might get singing. You might get dance. Like It's just mixing all of the gifts and talents that God's given me together um, and sharing them and using them to change somebody's lives again it's all about the message but how can we get it across and if God's given me all these gifts and abilities and acting being you know the number one that I'm like wow I know that's God given I couldn't couldn't have done it better myself you know and, and yeah. just being able to use that and get that message across in a way that's entertaining because that's what people want um people don't often come to church or to places where they're they're coming specifically to get a message a lot of times they just want to be entertained so they'll come for the entertainment and they'll get that message and they'll leave different and that's the whole goal with us three productions
0: Yeah, and you actually you you do the enlightening in that show, Mm -hmm. the entertaining, you know, the educating. Mm -hmm. Like you do all the three E's to Mm -hmm. me. And I've I've seen it virtual, but I'm gonna see it live. I can't wait. wait. I'm so excited. Um and yeah, I mean, check out we're gonna we're gonna share how to find you at the end, but um the final question, Vital, I love asking everyone. Um, I ask every guest this because, you know, everybody has a different answer, but similar. So how will you show up in love for yourself and for others?
1: So how I show up in love for myself and for others is, first of all, by showing up for others, um, because that's who I genuinely am. I'm someone who shows up for others. So I had to embrace that um, as who I am. And I'll just continue to do that every day. But I also have to be very self-aware because... People like me who pour out to other people can often be left with an empty cup. So I have to be aware of myself and making sure that I'm still filling my cup back up and taking care of my needs so that I can be there for others. I'm actually doing that in a couple of days. I'll be locking myself up away in a spa for a couple of days. So that's going to be great. <laughs> but that's one of those things that I know because I am self-aware that I need to do this for me um, so that I can continue to be my best for others,
0: too. Yay. Oh my gosh. If I had the um heart emoji I could flash you <laughs> right. Right <now. laughs> right. Right. I love it. So Vital, this has been great. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and inspire others and I'm just always inspired by you. But how can people find you if they want to reach out to you? Sure. So the best way to find me or the easiest
1: way is going to be by going to vitel.net. That's www.v as in victory. itell dot N E T vitel.net. Um, there's links on my website where you can uh, connect with me on your social media. It's at vitel across the board or the real vitel on Instagram. Uh, you can also even text me at 770-626-5075. That's a great way to stay in the loop with everything that I've got going on as I send out those messages on a regular basis to keep folks in the know
0: Thank you for joining me today I encourage you to come back for more love and inspiration If you love this podcast show, please like and leave a review Follow me on Instagram at showupandlove to be updated on the upcoming shows. Until next time remember to love each other and choose love every day